This is Creating Consciousness, a podcast reflecting back to you the energies of your subconscious through tarot, channeling, and spiritual guidance. I'm Rebecca Weirman, intuitive, spiritual coach, and energy worker. You found this podcast because it's the next step in your healing journey. Together, we will explore the depths of your subconscious to awaken and welcome this consciousness. Hey there, Conscious Creators. Welcome back to Creating Consciousness, a spiritual podcast. I'm happy to be back with a new episode for you. How are you liking the longer episodes, by the way? Personally, I'm having a blast creating them for you, but I do want to know if you're enjoying them. There is a link in the show notes, and if you feel called, please fill it out as it will help me improve your listening experience. And of course, it wouldn't be a podcast episode without me asking you to please rate, review, and subscribe this podcast wherever you're listening. Your subscriptions, ratings, and reviews help more people find this podcast who are on their healing journey. And if you've already been kind enough to do this, then please share this podcast on your social media or send it to a friend who you feel the information may resonate with. I know I say this all the time and you hear it on every podcast you listen to, but it seriously works and it makes me so happy when I get to connect with more of you. So all of that aside, today we are diving into everything shadow work related. We will discuss the psychological foundations of shadow work, what it is, why it's there, where it comes from, how it affects us, how to do shadow work and how to integrate the shadow into your daily life. By the end of this episode, you'll have everything you need to dive deep into your shadow and conditionings. And although that might sound a little scary, it's really going to serve you. And don't forget, at the end of every episode, I share a quick download as well as an intuitive task and affirmation to help guide you through the energies of the week. Now, without further ado, let's get into it. If you've dipped your toes in the waters of the spiritual, wellness, or self-help communities, then you've likely heard of shadow work. It's also likely that you immediately thought, what the hell is that? Followed by a curious, how do I do it? It's funny because when someone is telling you that you need to do shadow work or someone brings up the topic of shadow work, they usually provide you with zero information or guidance on how to proceed. And I feel like that's so commonplace for the wellness and spiritual communities. Lots of gatekeeping, lots of people saying you need to do this or do that, but with no explanation or guidance. So let's break that pattern right now and gatekeep no more. Shadow work was brought to the Western world by 20th century psychologist Carl Jung, and he describes the shadow self as the dark side of our personality. It's our personality that holds our repressed emotions, unresolved trauma, and our ego-based actions. Jung once wrote, everyone carries a shadow, and the less it is embodied in the individual's conscious life, the blacker and denser it is. And it's true. The shadow self is the part of our human existence 
that we refuse to face as it has not been brought to the light. Because it is not in the light, it stays in the darkness. It's the part of ourselves that lives in the unconscious and subconscious space, void of consciousness, both on an individual and collective level. Now, we all have a shadow. I don't care how many psychedelics you've taken to dissolve your ego or experience an ego death, you still have a fucking shadow. And I know that sounded harsh, and I'm not sorry about it, because if someone tells you they don't have a shadow, their shadow is so much bigger than they realize. And personally, if you tell me you don't have a shadow, well, I'm going to tell you to dig a little deeper. And by a little, I mean a lot deeper. No matter how dissolved you think your ego may be or how dissolved your ego actually is, it's part of your human experience to have a shadow. And it's also part of your journey as a human to integrate your shadow into your consciousness. When we incarnate on earth as children, we are born free of shadow. Birth and death are like the only times in our lives where we are completely void of shadow. We are born in the likeness of our highest self, and our highest self is pure love. There is no shadow. Yet shadow will quickly emerge after birth as those we are closest to will project their own shadow onto us through conditionings. We also gain our shadow from society. And although it's in our human nature to be loved and accepted, we begin to hide the parts of ourselves that inhibit us from receiving said love and acceptance. And through this process, we begin to adopt the behaviors and values our parents place on us, our friends place on us, bullies place on us, the influencer on social media places on us. And this follows us as we grow. It's not all rooted in childhood, even though a lot of it is. Your shadow will appear in your relationships with friends, partners, coworkers, your family, the random person in traffic that triggers the living shit out of you, and that's okay. We're human. But our shadow can teach us how to appropriately respond in the situations and events that trigger us. Another great way to understand the shadow is through the lens of the wounded child archetype. Now, this is an archetype that lives within us and holds on to all the experiences we had when we were hurt and didn't fully process the emotions, further repressing the experience deep into our subconscious and unconscious mind, which, yes, you guessed right, is the shadow. Now, we all experience childhood trauma. No matter how wonderful your upbringing was or how amazing your parents were, All it takes is one little comment to embed into your unconscious mind and affect you for the rest of your life. And when we live life without acknowledging this or integrating our shadow self into our daily life, we live a life of ego. And that's not necessarily a bad thing as our ego is what keeps us safe and comfortable. I mean, I look back to all the times I was living a life of ego and don't get me wrong, sometimes I still do, but... I was so hurt and I'm thinking back to like middle school, high school, college. I was such a hurt person and I was just projecting even more of my pain onto others. 
And I mean, that then creates this vicious cycle and that's going to have to be a whole nother episode. But your ego is what brings you into your fate or your fated life. And you've probably heard people say, oh my gosh, it's fate. Well, you don't really want to live this life of fate. You want to live a life of destiny because your fated life is a life of conditionings, whereas your destiny is a life that is meant for your highest self. It is a life of alignment with your purpose. And Jung summarizes this theory by saying, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. So in order to step out of your fated life, you have to be willing to look in the mirror. If you want to live a life of light, then you have to face the shadows. For one cannot have light without shadow lurking around the corner. If shadow isn't integrated into the daily life, we begin projecting unconscious and subconscious conditionings onto others, and this is known as projection in psychology. Projection creates this barrier between reality and our perceptions of ourselves, preventing us from addressing the shadow or our deeper wounds. However, projection isn't the only way the shadow rears its ugly head in our daily lives. Oftentimes, when we feel triggered, we're unknowingly facing our shadow. Our triggers can really help us become aware of a feeling or memory that we've repressed, indicating that there's something beneath the surface that needs healing. So becoming aware of your triggers and how they show up can be a great tool in identifying where healing work needs to be done. Oh, and repeating patterns. Repeating patterns is another great way the shadow shows up. Patterns keep appearing because the shadow wants us to become aware of the pattern. Now, it's interesting because so many people are quick to label the shadow bad, but your shadow is actually helping you because in the case of patterns and triggers and projection, it's all pointing to you what needs healing. It's helping you. So when the patterns are appearing, they're appearing so you can move forward and break the cycle. But in order to do this, you have to face your shadow. And you have to understand what it is trying to show you. So how do you do that? Well, I'm going to be honest. There's no set way to do shadow work. Weird, right? The way people talk about it makes it seem like there's this specific step-by-step formula you need to follow. And there isn't, which is kind of annoying, But it's also magical because we can make shadow work whatever it is we want it or need it to be. Shadow work is about finding what works for you. The way one person does it doesn't have to be the way you do it, but it can be an incredibly great place to start. So shadow work can be done individually. It could be done with a licensed therapist as well as with a spiritual space holder like myself. But I do feel I should mention this because doing shadow work is no substitution for proper trauma care. Shadow work can bring to the surface repressed traumatic memories. And if or when that happens, it's best to consult with a licensed professional to get the proper care you need. But please don't let the fear of that stop you from starting. 
because you deserve this healing. It's also important to note that the first time you do shadow work, you may not experience any breakthroughs. It's important to meet yourself where you are and give yourself grace. And I say this because forcing yourself to do shadow work because you think it's the right thing to do or just forcing yourself when you're tired is actually not conducive to you at all. It's really important that you make sure all of your basic human needs are met first before diving into shadow work. Uh, If you haven't eaten, eat some food. If you haven't had any water to drink, drink some water. Okay, spirit, hear the message loud and clear. I need to drink some water right now. Whoa, that shot into me. It was like this like tap on my shoulder like, girlfriend, what are you doing? Drink some water. So I'm going to do that. But you really want to make sure you're well rested. You've met your basic human needs because a shadow work can be draining. It can bring a lot up. I've compiled a step-by-step list to help you dive into your shadow and I've linked it in the show notes below so you can have it handy when you're ready to do this work. But of course, this is what the podcast is about, so I'm going to share it here for you too. But if you want just like this quick little checklist, head to the show notes. I invite you to use what works, release what doesn't, and just use this as a framework. You can either follow it step-by-step or completely switch it up, jump around, bounce around, just make it your own. I look at shadow work as a ritual because when I practice my rituals, I know that I'm giving myself the love and care that I deserve. And a big thing that so many people who've worked with me know is that I really don't like using the term work because it's so off-putting, like homework, no, don't want to do it. Work, don't want to do it. I want to sit in bed and scroll on TikTok. Uh, that's that's fun. <laughs> but shadow work is really self-care. So this is why I look at it as a ritual rather than actual work because it just makes it a little more um, attractive and easier to do. So as we dive in, the first step you want to follow is centering yourself and creating your safe space. So that's really step 1A and 1B. You want to make sure you are grounded. It's so important because in order to get constructive and eye-opening insights from your shadow self, you absolutely cannot be in a frantic, energetic state. Being grounded and centered helps you surrender and drop into the experience. Just like with any psychic work, how you need to ground and meditate before you do that, it's the same with shadow work. It's important that you're aware of what makes you feel present and in your body. Personally, I like to go outside and connect with the earth. I'll take my shoes off and I'll just sit there soaking up the sun because I know this brings me into balance. It makes me feel present. It also brings about this great sense of gratitude. For someone else, maybe taking a few deep breaths is the way to center themselves Uh, Some people might drink tea. Someone else might just be able to dive in because they live a centered life. They're also likely an earth sign if that's the case. And then step 1B would be to make sure that you are in a safe environment. I personally like to light candles. I'll surround myself with supportive crystals like obsidian, black tourmaline, garnet. Love garnet. So grounding. And then selenite and quartz, selenite to clear, quartz to amplify. 
And depending on the area of uh, the shadow I'm working with, I might use a colored crystal like green kyanite, green adventurine, something that corresponds to the heart chakra, which is green, which uh, is also really promoting healing and love. Uh, sometimes if I'm focusing on the throat, I'll use something blue, like blue appetite. Uh, it just really depends. And I'll dim the lights. And although I like to use these spiritual tools, none of them are necessary. This is what I like to do, and this is what makes me feel safe and supported. Someone else may feel safe and supported sitting at their dining room table or sitting with a cup of coffee or someone may feel safe doing shadow work in their bed but someone who's experienced trauma in the bedroom that's probably not the place they should be doing their shadow work but the most important thing before you move on to the next step is making sure you're calm you're clear your mind body and spirit are centered and feel safe in your physical surroundings and this is how you know you're ready if you check all those little boxes you're ready just please do not force yourself and make sure those basic human needs are met. The second step is supporting yourself through affirmation. If you know me, you've been a client of mine, you know that I swear by affirmation. So once your space is set, connect with your breath. Breathing in deeply and exhaling with a loud sigh, letting go of any sensations that are lingering in the body, mind, spirit, in the emotional body, just let it go. And as you breathe in, affirm to yourself, I am safe. And as you breathe out, affirm to yourself, I am supported. Repeat these affirmations to yourself about seven times so they have time to fully integrate into your body. It's that simple but really trust that you are safe and you are supported. The next step is meditation. While keeping the supportive affirmations in mind, you're going to want to set an intention for your meditation. Doing shadow work meditations, I personally found that I prefer my intention to be rooted in a question. Like, why did I react that way? What is this triggering from childhood? What feeling am I suppressing? As you meditate on this intention or question, become a conscious observer of any thoughts that pop into your head. This is not the time to try and solve the problems. Just be. Allow your subconscious to guide you and take you where you need to go. Don't force it. Just be. And if you feel yourself getting stuck, bring the phrase, I surrender, into your awareness. In doing this, you let go of any expectation to answer a question and allow your subconscious to sink deeper into the process. I surrender. I often find myself saying I surrender quite a bit. If that's not working, say I am in alignment with my highest self. I am here for me. And if you feel any heavy emotions coming up at any time in the meditation, Allow yourself to feel them completely. Don't hold back tears. Let the water flow. If you feel anger, observe where that anger lives in your body. What does it feel like? What shape is it? Does it have a smell? What's its texture? Is it squishy? Is it bouncy? Is it hard? Does it have a name? This goes for any other emotions or feelings as well. 
And this is incredibly helpful because when you experience these feelings in the real world, in your conscious life, it's going to be easier to identify them because you've given it a name. And then comes journaling. Once you're out of your meditation, you should immediately journal on what came up. Not only does this provide you with an opportunity to brain dump all the thoughts that popped into your head and the emotions you felt onto paper, but it allows you another chance to dig deeper and make connections with your conscious mind. Personally, I write down all the major themes and individual thoughts that came up. Then I will dive into each of those individually to access deeper wisdom by prompting that with questions. For example, what does this thought mean? Are there any underlying issues that need to be addressed? Why did I feel this emotion? What does this emotion tell me? And once this step is complete, I will then enter into meditation again to make connections as to how these themes tie together and then journal on them. And this is a process that I'll just keep doing until I feel I've gone deep enough. And Sometimes I do the meditation and I journal and the information is so apparent that I don't have to do a second meditation or a third or fourth meditation. It's amazing, this process, and it works. The last step is the hardest. It's the step that we find ourselves repeating every single day. It's what shows up and tests us and tricks us and makes us think that we aren't successful in our shadow work. And that's integration. Because integrating your discoveries and breakthroughs into your daily life is difficult. It takes time and it requires you to treat yourself with loving kindness and so much grace. I struggle with this. I have clients who struggle with this. And personally, I found that the best way for me to integrate my discoveries into my daily life is to create a distinction between my higher self and my ego. I'm aware that my ego is quick to act or react, whereas my higher self takes time. It takes a moment to observe the situation, to consciously reframe in the moment the thought or feeling I'm having and then move forward with compassion. This is where so many of us trip up or get caught up. And when that happens, that is okay. You are human and you were just provided with another opportunity to go deeper, to correct yourself. And that's beautiful because when you have that awareness and you're able to catch yourself, I want you to know that the work is working. And spirit is sending these like tingles down my body right now because it's so true. We think that when we're not integrating correctly, we're failing. But when we're catching ourselves consciously and we look back at the situation and we think, ah, shit, I could have done better. It's working. It's working because you're aware. And usually in the past, you wouldn't have had that awareness. And that's beautiful that you have it now. So you just have another opportunity to correct next time something like this happens. And let me tell you, there will be a next time. This is the human life and this is what we signed up for, my friends. 
shadow work is beautiful because it's not a one-time thing. We are full of programmings and conditionings that create our shadow. And it is our duty as spiritual beings having a human experience to continue unblocking our shadow self so we can live in alignment with our highest self. The shadow never goes away. It just continues to provide us with more information for integration so we can live intuitively. And living an intuitive life is the best way to live. In my opinion, at least. The more you become aware of your shadow and accept it, the more embodied you are as a conscious living being. So start slowly and ease yourself into the process. Remember that you might not experience breakthroughs right away, but don't give up. You're meant to do this work. You are safe and you are 100% supported. You've got this. And here's the thing, you don't have to do it this way. Make it your own, take what works and leave what doesn't. Sometimes I don't even do my shadow work this way, but I do find it to be a great way to do it. So that's why I wanted to share this particular method. But quite frankly, I only do it this way sometimes and I only work with clients this way sometimes. It all depends on the person and you know yourself better than anyone. And hey, going to the shadow is going to help you get to know yourself even better. So take it for what you will. If you have any questions about shadow work and how to do it, feel free to send me a message on Instagram at this consciousness and we can chat. And don't forget the link in the show notes that contains the survey for you to complete if you're interested in leaving feedback for this podcast and how we can improve your listening experience, as well as the shadow work checklist. Now, what you've all been waiting for the weekly tarot reading, and download. Today's episode is brought to you by my own company, This Consciousness. At This Consciousness, we provide you with a safe space to turn inward so you are able to access the tools within yourself to heal your deepest wounds. Through mystic connection, intuitive channeling, deep shadow work, conscious regression, and a whole lot of other mystical shit, we're able to help you dive deep into your subconscious shadow and conditionings so you're able to reawaken your spiritual gifts. If you're not ready to dive headfirst into one of our three or six month intensive intuitive healing containers, then I invite you to check out an energy healing session. In these sessions, we have conscious conversation to identify what could be holding you back from moving forward and follow it up with a beautiful virtual energy session to move any stagnant energy and to help you integrate. I'm offering 20% off of all my energy healing sessions to podcast listeners and podcast listeners only when you use code SHADOW at checkout. That's 20% off all energy healing sessions when you use code SHADOW at checkout. You can visit www.thisconsciousness.com or to make it easier for you, all this information is down in the show notes. So as I was shuffling the cards for today, two flew out of the deck, like across the room flew out. It was wild. 
Today's cards are the Ace of Cups and the Seven of Pentacles. Now with these cards coming up together, it's really speaking about a new creative idea that has the wheels turning in your head. But in order to bring that to life, in order to follow through with the plan you have, you need to make sure you're paying attention to the little details. It is going to require you to be diligent because this is something that could create long-term stability in the future, but you have to be willing to birth it and put in the work. You have to water the plant for it to grow because if you just neglect it, nothing's going to happen. And quite frankly, it's the same with manifestation. You can't just write your manifestation or your creative idea down on a piece of paper and put it in a drawer and never look at it again. You have to make sure you're actively working towards it. And when that happens, it grows and it blossoms and it all works out. So today, make that plan. What is it that you need to do? And by make the plan, I don't mean the little checklist. I mean, get firm on the little details you may be overlooking. Write them down and take action. Once you've done that, affirm to yourself, I fully accept myself and I am worthy of achieving my goals. Let's say that again, but together this time. I fully accept myself and know that I am worthy of achieving my goals. Repeat these words to yourself throughout the day, the week, whenever you feel that self-doubt creeping in and use this affirmation to reprogram. You've got this. I know you do. And you know you do too. So with that, remember, you are loved, you are supported, you are divinely guided, and you are creating consciousness. I'll be back next week with another episode of Creating Consciousness. Until then, conscious creators. Yeah.